And so he, he just liked them all. I mean, he was just, he, he liked them all, you know. And so there wasn't anybody, anybody that stood out. Jesus stands out. You know, Buddha did not die on a cross for my sins. Muhammad did not die on the cross for my sins. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? None of these, these, so, these religions, and that's what it is, religion. What is religion, by the way? Religion is man's attempt to get to God. Their way. Man's way. But no, you've got to do it God's way. What, Pastor? I got, yeah, 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 he's God. You know, last time I checked, you're not him. Yes, it's God. We've got to do it God's way. How, you know, are you doing it God's way? That's the only way to move forward in God. So the grace of God ha- that brings salvation has appeared to all men. And the next thing is that teaching us denying ungodliness and worldly lusts that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope, which is Jesus, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that we might... Re- uh, might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify himself of his own special people zealous for good works. I'm going to say this to you today that you're called the uh, ecclesia. In other words, ecclesia means the called out ones. In other words, we're called out of the world. Listen, we're we're a na- if you're a Christian, you're and, uh, and this church and all Christian people, we're a nation within a nation. We may be Americans, but you're a Christian first and foremost. We need to identify that we are Christians. Yeah. We're called out. Some, I, you know, some people will say, and you probably watch on. Some of you probably check in. Oh, the oh, end of the world's coming soon, and judgment's coming. N- not on me. Amen. I'm not. I'm not killing babies. I'm not doing anything. I'm serving God. But no, judgment's coming. Yeah, judgment might be coming, but it's coming on the on the world system. Amen. Not on God's system. God's not going to be coming down and and killing his church. No, he's raising his church up. Glory to God. And some people preach doom and gloom. No, as long as I'm here in this city, this city's not going down. And as long as you have believers that's in, that's praying, fasting, seeking God, turning their face to God, I'm telling you, this nation cannot go down. Are you hearing what I say? As long as you got one person standing for righteousness, I'm telling you, God is still here. But when Jesus comes back and he pulls all us Christians up, then this earth is in trouble. Because who's going to be praying? I'm telling you. I'm telling you, the judgment is being held back right now. Why? Because of us Christians. Judgment is being held back from coming because we are here. Remember, listen, I know this is a side note, but you know, when the angels went to Sodom and Gomorrah, and Sodom was bad. It was bad. They, they wanted to have relations with angels. I don't know if it's that bad today, but I mean, they were, these angels must have been like really like movie star looking, good looking men. You know what I'm saying? You know, probably look a lot like me. But anyway... Um, and I, it's not that funny, is it? But no, they probably were a little taller than me, right? They were good looking men, but they were angels. And the men saw them and they wanted to have carnal relationships with them. 
and they were banging on the door of, 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 uh, of, of Lot's house, thank you, and banging on the door, and Lot, was, Lot wasn't really doing too good himself. He said, why don't you have my daughters? You know, he wasn't. Ooh, man, when you, when you, listen, as a Christian, if you, if you're too much in the world, you're going to be like the world. We're called out. We're not supposed to be like the world. uh, You know, Lot was, was too close to the world. We're in the world, but we don't need to be of the world. The Bible actually says this. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Ooh, are you here? I remember I was watching something. I was watching something on TV. Hallelujah. I was watching something on TV, and it was something about, you know, something I would watch all the time, something like, it was something about Hollywood and the Hollywood gossip. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'll pray for you in a minute. But anyway, uh, and I was watching it, and I would watch it all, you know, like, what I forgot some of these, you know, it's the gossip shows. You know what I'm talking about. And it wasn't one of the worst ones, like, well, I won't name that one, but with the letters. But, uh, you know, it was like Hollywood Tonight or something like that. And, you know, they would always talk about the Hollywood people. And I was watching it, getting into it. This was, you know, I wasn't thinking too much about it. And all of a sudden, the fear of God started coming on me. And I, I started feeling like, I'm going to go to hell if I keep watching this. I felt the fear. I started trembling. I just felt the fires of hell. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on here? And, and I felt like the Lord said, you're getting too close to the world. Oh, I'm getting too close to the world. Man, I, I changed that thing, man. It, 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 was, it was 7 o'clock in the evening. It was like one of these Hollywood shows, you know, and I'm getting nervous. Lord is, you know, he's revealing to me. You're getting too close to the world. You're beginning to love the world. You're beginning to court the world. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Why? Listen, we got to be very careful because we don't want to love the world more than we love God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And there's lots of Christians that are courting the world. And you think God's not okay with that? I mean, some of you are married people, right? Would you want your spouse courting somebody? Some of you said, I don't know, Pastor, maybe. No, listen. (laughs) That's not kind of marriage you need to be in. (laughs) Well, I have an open marriage, Pastor. Listen, that's not the marriage you need to be in. And listen, we have a relationship with God. We're married to Christ, and God doesn't want us to have an open relationship. Are you here? Am I making sense this morning? Or have you gone home, glory to God, before I dig myself in any deeper holes? <laughs> so, so salvation uh, is for everyone who's willing. And really, it's not just a prayer that we pray. We have to start walking it. But what's great about walking it is as we walk in the light, as he is in the light, then we will not walk in any darkness. And as we're walking God, it's like, you know, it's an on-star. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Grace. And the on-star will lead us and guide us into all truth if we're willing to be led by the Spirit of God and not by our carnal mind. And so listen, when you get saved, you don't automatically act right. You still act a little stupid at times. Amen. You still act a little dumb. I mean, you do dumb things. But God is trying to lead us and guide us. And we have to listen to that witness on the inside of us, that on-star. Just like that day I got freaked out. I felt the fires of hell. That was the last time I watched that show. I barely watch TV anymore. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I I don't want to fall in love with the world. Amen. Amen. And so, so we need to understand that. 
And we understand that. We need to walk with God for God to get the best out of our salvation. And salvation, praise God, is through Jesus only. Some people think that there's many roads to salvation. You know, surely God's not that narrow-minded. Surely there's many ways to God. No, there's only one way to God. That's Jesus. Jesus is the only way. He said it himself. He said in John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man can go to the Father but through me. So Jesus is the only way. He is the only lamb that was slain for the vow. He was the only one that paid our sin debt. He was the only one. And we have to recognize that Jesus is the only one. If we start veering off and say, well, maybe it's somebody else. You're, you're losing your grace. You're losing your faith. And we need to keep standing with Christ no matter what it looks like. Amen. Amen. And number five, salvation is for eternity. I'm telling you, eternity is a long time. Listen, this life is just a vapor, the Bible says. We're here today and gone tomorrow. And listen, I'm not living this life for now, just for the here and now. No, I'm living my life for eternity. And when we start living our life for eternity, we'll live our life on purpose for God. We won't be turning back, going back into the darkness. No, we'll be pressing into the light. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? We will be pressing in to the things of God. I'm telling you, God enables us to walk with him. He will convict us. He will chastise us. Amen. I'm telling you, one of these scriptures I like is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens. Maybe you're going through a tough time this morning. Maybe you're going through a tough time this month. This year has been a tough year for you. But you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. What does that mean, Pastor? Well, when Paul wrote that, he said in the good times and the bad times, in the lean times and the fat times, he said no matter what I'm going through, if it seems like I'm walking through a poverty day or a gracious day, I can do all things. So whatever days you're walking through, it may be a dog day, but I'm telling you the grace of God can bring you through that dog day. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. It's the power of God to help us to stay saved and help us to walk in salvation. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So somebody say, I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me? Now, some of you might be worried. I don't know if I can make it to the end. I don't know if I'll be able to hold out without backing up and going back into the darkness. You can hold out, praise God. The Bible says in Jude one twenty four. This is uh, this is Jude's uh, writing. He says, "Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy." Can I read that again? In Jude 1, 24, it says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. God is able to keep you from stumbling. Yeah. Woo, glory to God. Amen. Just the other day, I was doing something dumb. Even the pastor, yeah. And, and I started getting a check in my spirit. Don't, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go. Oh. And I said, okay, I, I'm not going there. I'm not going. It was a secular song I was listening to. And don't go there. Don't go there. You know, an old secular. And I, okay, Lord. Okay. I'm turning it off. I'm turning it off. Why? God will keep you from stumbling. Amen. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? The, the, the devil. You know, you know, Jesus is a fisherman. 
He taught his disciples to fish. But the devil is a fisherman too. The, the devil will throw some bait out there. And see, or, you know, see if you're going to come out. Or are you going to be drawn into the darkness? He will throw some bait out there. There's bait. Have you, have you ever been on the internet? There's so much bait that he throws out just by surfing on the internet. You've got to be careful. Because the enemy just wants you to click on the wrong thing and draw you into the wrong area. And then pretty soon he will bind you up. And then, he, man, he will, he will cut you and fillet you. Are you hear what I'm saying? The, the devil is a fisherman as well. Trying to, he's trying to bind up God's people. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? So it says here again, Now to him who's able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless, 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 before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. I'm telling you, every day we should be waking up and we should have the joy of the Lord on our lives. Why? Not because we can command devils to get out of the way, and we can. Not because we can speak to the storms and tell them to be still, and we can. What, Pastor? Jesus was teaching his disciples how to be overcomers in this life. He walked around and he spoke to the wind. He spoke to the waves. He spoke to dead people. He spoke to trees. He spoke to things. And I'm telling you, he changed things with his words. And then he was telling us to do the same thing. Jesus, all Jesus was was a second Adam without any limitations. In other words, that's what Adam could have done. Because Adam had control of this earth. Behold, I give you dominion, Genesis 1.26. I give you power. All the birds of the air, all the, all the fish of the sea will be in your power. You remember when Jesus told Peter to take that, go to the lake and go, and the first fish that comes, that you, that you pick up, will have a coin in its mouth. Amen. I'd like to be able to command some fish to find some treasure for me. My faith isn't there yet, but maybe down the road. Amen? Amen. For, the, for the kingdom of God. Amen. And so we see this, that, that Jesus was teaching us how to walk this life and how to walk it victorious no matter what's going on in our lives. You know, it says in Hebrews 12, and this is really good. It says, looking unto Jesus, verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Jesus is the author and he's the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. How, did Je how was Jesus able to get through this life? Because he had some issues as well. There were some issues that came his way. But he didn't focus on the issues. He focused on the purpose why he was here. If we just focus on the purpose of why God brought us here, it's not to complain and, oh, Lord, I'm going. No, that's not. Our purpose is to command those things to get out of our way. Our purpose is to, is to bring the kingdom of God into the lives of people we come in contact with. Our purpose, amen, is to rule and reign. Some people say, I can't wait to get to heaven because we'll rule and reign with Christ. No, you should be ruling and reigning right now. The name of Jesus is the most powerful name in the universe. Just speak that name. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. I had 
left. I had one of my mem members call me uh, uh, yesterday, and they were encountering some issues. They were on a job site. They were encountering some issues with a person that was being belligerent, you know, a, a customer, and, and, and it, was, it was looking like it was out of control. And I said, this, this is what we're going to do. You ready to hear it? And uh, I said, this is what we're going to do. Let me go over there and string them up. Let's get some of our other people. No, this is what we're going to do. Let's handle it by the flesh. Now, this one, we're going to take authority over that spirit that's coming against you. Amen. Because, yet, yes, yes, people have a will, but sometimes their will is influenced by an evil spirit. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Hopefully, our will is influenced by a Holy Spirit. But some people are influenced by an evil They don't even know they're influenced by an evil spirit. And sometimes you just got to take authority over that spirit that's trying to work through them to get to you. So we just took authority over it. I said, I said, Father, we take authority over that spirit that's coming against one of my favorite people in church. <laughs> Amen. And, uh, and, and I would command that, that spirit to leave and we speak favor and grace. And guess what? The whole thing changed 180. By the end of the day, that guy was apologizing left and right, saying that they were sorry. And are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Somebody say, I have some authority. Amen. We need to learn to take our God-given authority. And, and here it says Jesus, you know, how he was able to go through some of the mess because he saw us. He was able to see that he would be sitting on the throne of God. He had to go. You know, he was going through a bad day in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was, he was struggling. Anybody ever seen the movie Passion? Well, that's just a small part of what he was struggling with. He was struggling and going to the cross. I believe the greatest struggle that he had was to be separated from his father. I, you know, I don't know how that was. You know, I can't explain it theologically how the Trinity was separated. But I believe the Trinity was separated when Jesus went to the cross for the first time in history. That, the, that, that God had to look away. The father had to look away from his son. Because Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God forsaken Jesus on the cross so that we could be received by the father Today and in the here and now. Thank God that Jesus was rejected so we can be accepted. Yeah, you might be thinking, well, you may be a Christian today. And just because you're going through something doesn't mean you're not accepted in Christ. Just because you're going through a storm doesn't mean God doesn't love you. Just because you're going through a process, you're just going through a process. You're learning how to walk in faith. Who does the tempting? Not God. The devil's the tempter. He's trying to come. He's trying to get at you. He's trying to pull you down. He's trying to pull your family down. It's the devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. we got to get that right. A lot of religion and a lot of religious churches, a lot of religious people, they think God is doing everything. I don't believe that. No, God gives us a free will to choose him. There are going to be some bad things that happen, but God's not behind every bad thing. Amen. Hopefully he's behind the good things. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
He's, you know, even the Apostle Paul said it this way. He said, I meant to go, you know, I meant to go to this church. He was writing one of the letters. But he said, Satan hindered me. Paul said that. What? Paul said Satan hindered him. He didn't say, well, it was God, in God's divine providence that I didn't come because I got, there was a hindrance. No, he said Satan hindered him. But you know what? It came for the furtherance of the gospel. He wrote the letter, and that letter is in my Bible, praise God. So whatever the enemy means for harm, whatever the devil's trying to do to take something away from you, God can turn for good. Whatever the enemy's trying to do in your family, I'll tell you if we respond the right way and we look to God and we keep focus on God, he will turn it around. He will give you double for your trouble. Job went through a lot, but you know, you may say, I'm a Job. I, I say this quite Well, if you're Job, you're going to get ready for the double. Because he received double through the process of his suffering. He received double. God came down in his grace, set Job right, and Job repented, prayed for his friends, and God turned his captivity around. And the Bible actually said he received double the, that he had before. Double. Double blessing. So if you're a Job, get ready for your double. Amen? Or you, you be thankful that you're a Job, because you're going to come through it. You're going to come through this thing. It was a devil that was coming against Job, and it's the devil that comes against us. But thank God the greater one's in us. Yeah. I'm going to say this this morning. If you're a Christian and you're struggling in some area, you're going to make it. You're going to make it no matter what it looks like. You will make it. The reason why is because you're in this church. And I'm, and I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to be on my knees praying, fasting, making sure you're going to make it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And it might pull you aside too. Talk to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So I'm saying this, that no matter what we're going through, we can make it. Finally, let me just say this finally in closing. It says here, and it says in Ephesians 6.10, Paul wrote this to us. And he said, finally, my brethren, be strong in yourself and in the power of your little might. No, it doesn't say that. He said this, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Oh, who are we supposed to be strong in? In him. In God. We're strong in him. Not in ourselves. I'll tell you, we're, we're no match for the devil in ourselves. But when we have God in us, man, we, we, we're a wrecking machine. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So he said, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. The Bible actually says, let the weak say they're strong. Let me say this this morning. i got to close this. But Paul was encountering some issues and some problems, um, you know, with his ministry. And he besought, you know, God three times that, that God would remove us, you know, the, the, the thing that was attacking him. I believe it was the enemy coming in and trying to destroy the churches that he was raising up. There was, you know, unusual persecutions that Paul was going through. And as I studied it out, it was, he was going through some weaknesses. I think Paul, one of Paul's weaknesses was he was impatient. That, that's my personal opinion. And, uh, and he may have had some anger issues. And you could read about that, that he did get in a little scuff with some people, uh, some ministry people early in his ministry. And so he may have been dealing with some anger issues, but he was dealing with some weaknesses. He sought God. And, and you know what the Lord said to him? The Lord said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. 
In other words, whatever we're weak, whatever we, are, we have a shortfall in, God can make up for the shortfall. Whatever we're, oh, pastor, I'm just, not, I'm just not that organizer. I'm just not that good in this area. God can make up for that area. God can make up for every weakness as long as, hey, listen. Then Paul said, well, if that's the case, if the grace will be greater in my life, then I will just talk about the, the greatness of my weakness. In other words, he was saying that I will say, well, you know, when I'm weak, he is strong. So I will magnify the weakness even more. In other words, what he was saying was, in, in, in other words, what he was saying was that God is bigger in us when we're weak. Amen. Why? So we have to, because it enables us to depend on him. Yeah. See, listen, this is what happens is if you want grace to grow in your life, you've got to get down to go up. What do I mean by that? You've got to get down. In other words, you've got to get lower in your own estimation of who you are and, and to go up in God. In other words, God will exalt the humble, but he will bring down the prideful. Yes, yes. So if you want to go up in God, you've got to get lower in yourself. Don't think too high of yourself. As you ought. For God has given every man a measure of faith. Don't think so highly of yourself, but don't think too low either. Still have a good uh, estimation of who you are, but don't think so high that you're looking down on people. Amen? And when we are walking in the right attitude, in the right way, we're walking humbly before our God, we're going to see the grace of God lift us up out of every situation that we're going through. Out of every trouble, out of every tribulation, out of every trial. You believe that today? Amen. How many people are going farther in God? Amen? How many people are not looking back? Amen. We can't look back. Paul said, press on. Keep pressing on. I'm going to say this today. The mercies of God are renewed every morning, yesterday, and last week doesn't count anymore. In other words, maybe you messed up yesterday. Maybe you messed up last. Well, today is a new day. And thank God his mercies are renewed every morning. And I'm, I serve a loving, merciful God, and I'm going to partake of his mercies. If I mess up, I'll bow my knee, say, forgive me, Father, and his blood will cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So I can have perfect fellowship with the Father. Thank God that faith is not, it's never in the past, and it's not in the future. Faith is always in the now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now you're in faith. Faith is in the now. God doesn't look at it that way. He looks at us in the now. Where are you at in the now? Hopefully if you today, if you're here today and you're a believer, you're moving forward to, in God today. Hopefully if maybe you're in a, on a path that's not too good and you're a believer and you've been dabbling in darkness, hopefully you're getting back on that righteous path. Maybe you're today and you don't know God. You don't have a relationship with him. You don't really care to have. I'm telling you, you need God. His grace is on your life right now. But I'm telling you, there is a measure of grace that God will place on your life. He placed it on all of us before we got saved. But if we keep saying no and no and no, it will harden our hearts and it will, it will keep us from really seeing and hearing what God wants to do in our lives. And we can't keep saying no and no and no before that grace door shuts. I don't want my grace door shutting. I want to say yes, Lord, yes. Somebody say yes, Lord, yes. To your will and to your way. Yes, Lord, yes. 
I will trust you and obey. That's a song. Amen. I'm not rapping up here. Amen. 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 Did you receive it this morning? Somebody say, I'm moving forward in God. No matter what it looks like. I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm not trusting in my own self. I'm trusting in you. And I believe, Lord, that you're moving me into that place that you desire me to be. And that's on top of the mountain with you. Join us every Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located on 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.